Hey there, this is John Swan, and I'm your host today for this special bonus edition of The Hive Jive. This bonus episode is brought to you by Wicked B. Um, you gonna put your headphones on? <laughs> Gotta have your headphones, Ken. <laughs> Gotta act like we're all <laughs> professional and stuff, you know? <laughs> You're ready, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why I said. Gotta gotta put your headphones on. That's right. Well, well, yeah. And Eric's recording us in stereo today. So, do we sound better? Does it sound like we're in stereo? <laughs> no, it, it's going. Oh, it's bouncing off of everything. Yeah, <laughs> like an old Atari game. No, I'm game. over here. I'm over here. No, I'm over here. I'm back over here. Back over here. It's now like, it's like those bees flying around. Oh yeah, flying around my 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 pollen feeders that I made that you said. Ken, and then you you bought that damn monster pollen feeder, uh, <laughs> that one that you can feed fourteen hundred pounds. No, maybe no, not quite it's that 30, much. It is it's thirty pounds of. It'll hold. It says thirty pounds. Mm-hmm. I bought a fifty pound bag, and I think I actually only got about half of it, maybe twenty five pounds in there. But I did leave a you know few inches at the top. But it says it'll hold thirty pounds of pollen. Uh, it has. And they'll eat it in one day. What like not? No, 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 no. I went back out there. So after an entire week, mm-hmm. they've maybe consumed ten to fifteen pounds max because the the column is still at least two thirds full. Your bees ain't as hungry as my bees. Um, well, they mine a, are a little harder. You're giving to feed. yours also like three <laughs> scoops, like three cups. Well, yeah. So it doesn't take that long to go through three cups. And um, then now that John comes out and says, "Ken, why didn't you, why did you glue the caps on?" <laughs> I was because trying you, to open the back so you could fill it. Because <laughs> you glue sewer and drain caps on, but, yeah, but we're not using it to run. Sewage water through. No, oh, no, I yeah. guess you're not. Okay, yeah, yeah okay. So, so to go back here and give you guys a, uh, a quick recap on things that are important, because we've mentioned this from time to time, kind of in passing, and we've talked about it. And here in the the peak of the summer dearth, we have gotten a whole slew of listener questions and feedback and responses. And everybody wants to know, like, what kind of pollen feeder should I get? What kind of pollen feed should I do? Should I do patty? Should I do the dry pollen? Um, you know, can I build my own? Like, what are all these specifics? And that's been a very big line of questioning here recently. So we wanted to touch on that real quick, just to kind of do a little insert recap here. Um, Basically, your colony needs to be super strong, have lots of bees, and preferably be in a place where you do not have hive beetles if you're going to feed pollen patties. You can do it down here in the southern states where there are hive beetles, but if your bees ignore it, or if your bees are not strong enough to consume it within a week, you are going to be raising tons of hive beetle larvae. So I always prefer to do the dry pollen substitute and to have that dry pollen substitute out where all of the colonies can come and they can partake of it if they need it. So if they need it, they will find it. And it may set there for a day and you'll get a couple of bees out there. And then the next day it will be just a monsoon of bees. And that is, that's the best because they'll go, they'll forage for it, they'll bring back in what they need. When they get what they need, they'll stop. It's, it leaves it to the bees and it just does better in my opinion. The other good thing about pollen substitute, the dry pollen substitute, does not induce robbing. So unlike sugar syrups and honey mm-hmm. and things like that that will incite robbing and they get frantic, 
all of the bees kind of get along when they're foraging on the pollen. And, be- and they do. Yeah. yeah. And because of that, you can have it much closer to your apiary. So mm-hmm. if you're doing, we don't recommend open feeding when it comes to the liquid and the honey and the, the sugar syrup. But if you do, that needs to be a minimum of 100 foot from the closest hive, preferably mm-hmm. further out and also not in line with any other hives. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing a dry pollen substitute, that stuff can actually be like within 20 foot of mm-hmm. your hives. Oh, yeah. You know, so in my apiary, the hives kind of all go around the outer perimeter or in different sections. And I put that big, massive 30 pound feeder square in the center of all of it. And the bees will come to it. They'll forage for the pollen. They'll go back because it, they're not, it's not something they fight over and it's in plenty. So they're, they're good. Now the sugar syrup, on the other hand, if we open feed that, it is out in the middle of the 40 acres. It's not even near the actual hives themselves. Mm-hmm. So those are, are kind of your key things. Now, as far as the actual feeder themselves, you can buy feeders online, but um, definitely pay attention to the descriptions. If it's blue <laughs> and it has this like 9 to 12 port opening at the bottom, mm-hmm. that thing is massive. It's a behemoth. It is, it's big. And there's a video you can see on, I'll, I'll post it on the hive jive as well. But if you're on, if you follow me on wicked bee apiary on the social media for Instagram or Facebook, you probably saw the video of me pulling it out of the box. And I'm like, this thing is freaking huge. (laughs) Um, but that is the big feeder. You can get smaller feeders. You can also go to your feed stores like Callahan's here Mm -hmm. locally for us in Austin, any type of tractor supply or literally any feed store that's going to sell things for like chickens and game, Mm -hmm. you can go in there and you can find different feeders that would work. Your main thing is you want to protect it from rain and you want to protect it from wind if you can. Yeah, because it's very light and it will blow. Yeah, the powder will just blow all over the place. So there's also lots of tutorials online where you can make many different varieties Mm -hmm. out of PVC pipes, and that's what you've done here. I made mine out of sewer drain pipe. uh, And like you said, I went and found it on YouTube. And uh, then John says, Ken, you didn't make this right. Well, yeah. Where do you, how do you put your pollen in? I dump it in the front. <laughs> well, you're supposed to pull, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to pull the back end off and then dump it. Yeah, I'm supposed to, what I'm supposed to do. But I don't do anything you're supposed to do. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It was, it was quite entertaining because when you hang them up, you want to have them at an Slope. angle mm-hmm. sloped down so that as the bees feed from the pollen, the, the rest of the reserve will actually slide down and kind of refill that spot. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll open the back of it and you can get the scoops and put it in there, man. That, that back wouldn't come off. It was nope, kind of like glued. it was glued shut. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it was. It was. <laughs> but uh, I just feel it from the front. And, you know, it's wild. As I'm sitting there shoveling and piling in there. And the bees said, huh. Okay, I'm gonna ride this up there, and they're on the they're on the scoop, and they're riding it up there, and I dump them, and they're on the bottom, of course, and I dump all the pollen on top of them, and I just sit there and watch them, and they they you can see them in there shaking, and and then all of a sudden one of them cr- digs out of the pollen, and she'll look around and huh. Then she flies out and then falls, then she'll get, shake again, then she comes up and takes off flying, and. I'm sitting there, she's covered in pollen. Then all of a sudden you see another one come back, it's covered in pollen, hit the pollen, and just start rolling. I mean, wow. (laughs) They get a little crazy. They do get a little crazy. And they they actually love 
the pollen. It's kind of, it's freaky, but peaceful at the same time. Like mm -hmm. we did a couple of other little video shots. So again, you can make these out of anything. We had an old shelf, like a perfectly square one foot by one foot shelf tower. Mm -hmm. And it's open on all four sides. And then at the very top, there used to be a compartment that was, it had a light in it. So mm -hmm. it had glass on three sides and then like a plywood mm -hmm. back that had a hole for the light cord to come out. And so the top would light up with a soft glow. Well, we don't use it anymore. And for years, it's been an outdoor plant stand. And I ended up taking the glass panel off of one piece in the front and using that as a makeshift pollen feeder for there at my home the couple of small like mating hives and stuff that we have there at the house mm -hmm. and we'll go through and kind of do like you did you'll i'll take two three cups of pollen spread it out in mm -hmm. there and then a couple hours later it's just teeming with bees oh, and yes. then the same time the next day it's completely empty mm -hmm. there's just dust left in there and there's yeah. bees trying to and, gather it up and, no they are gathering it up you'll see them in there they got their little vacuum cleaners going <laughs> i mean they get it all too there ain't nothing left so the other part of the questions that people have been asking are, what type of pollen should I get? And ultimately, what you want to do is find something that has a newer formula or is a brand new product, because those newer formulas and the brand new products are going to be more up to date with current research and understanding of honeybee health and nutrition and the things that they need. Hopefully, if they have some sort of prebiotic and probiotic mixed in with them, some other type of biome in there, that is actually even better because those things naturally occur on the flowers, on our vegetables, on all that stuff. That's where we get those microflora and everything. So you want to actually be able to provide that as well. Um, the stuff that I used to use was the B Pro, and you can get that from Man Lake. But the stuff that we are currently using is the newer formula, and Ultra. newer is with quotes around it, but it is still a newer formula, and it's the Ultra B. Mm -hmm. uh, the B Pro is made from... Like its primary protein source is coming from, I think, soybeans, and the Ultra B's primary protein source is coming from corn. Yeah, as yellow as it is, it's got to be corn. Yeah, and you can see the difference. The one is a very kind of brownish tan, and the other one is definitely a yellow, almost like yes. a mustard yellow, but a yellow color. Those, anything out there, if you find something and it, you know, it's a new company that just started in the last five years, and and their formulas are probably going to be really up to par with the new research and stuff. So that would be fine to use on it. Um, I would. Would just say that if you find a company that has been around for eons and they still pretty much look the same as they did eons ago, I would not necessarily do that one because mm. that formula is probably still, you know, eons. way out of date from our current research. Oh, that's the one that says, okay, use sugar, take sugar cane, beat it with hammer. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's the, that was that's yeah, that's probably out of take date. Take it out there to the yeah. washboard. <laughs> yeah. Now now, on that, we're talking feed and pollen. Mm -hmm. How about syrup? Well, during the dearth, you definitely can feed your syrup. You should feed your syrup, but you should do it based on what the bees need. So they, they're they going to need that pollen. Now, mm -hmm. it's in the peak of the summer dearth, you're actually looking at the fact that, okay, we also need to start prepping for winter. Mm -hmm. And you do that mid-summer dearth to the end of the summer dearth. So... Mm -hmm. Right now, coming into early September, you want to already be prepping your bees to start growing again. So they've been in this phase of where they've kind of gone docile and mm -hmm. they've calmed down and they're, you know, they're not stopped, but they're not doing as much. The queen is not laying. So right. if you've done your hive inspections and you see little to no brood, you're not queenless. 
they know best and they've actually mm-hmm. restricted a lot of that stuff down because there's not a lot of resources so they can't feed a lot of brood and raise a lot of brood mm-hmm. so don't freak out on that it doesn't mean you've lost your queen it's just the time of year in the season they're in their natural cycle of ebb and flow if there ain't no food they ain't gonna be f- there's making no new babies that's right there's no no food to feed the babies so what you need to do, though, is you if you do start feeding the pollen and you notice that they're really taken to it and they're doing really well, go ahead and start feeding. If you can, feed uh, internally, especially right now because it is mm-hmm. the summer earth. And if you screw up and you drop anything sweet yeah, on the outside it. of any hive, you will induce robbing in a heartbeat. So if you can feed internally, put the like do a top feeder where you have the jar on top of the inner cover and then you put another box around that and then your lid over it to protect it. That is the best thing to do, but still maintain your guides. You're not trying to to store food. You're trying to increase brood production and start making them make the winter bees. So they need the protein to actually make the brood food and the royal jelly and all that fun stuff. And then they need the sugar syrup so that they can also have the energy and they use it to mix in and to feed the brood. Um, those things as a one-to-one ratio right now will start encouraging the bees to grow. Okay. Now, can tell them what is not a one to one ratio. When you say when he says one to one ratio, that means you a one to one would be I take a quart of sugar and pour a quart of hot water in there, and that's a one to one. Not in John's book, it's not. He does a different <laughs> math. No, 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 no. <laughs> that it would be correct if you were using three different containers, and two of those containers were the exact same volume. Mm-hmm. And the third container is big enough to hold two of those yeah, volumes. Okay. And if you so if you have a cup, which this is this is gonna be a very small example, mm-hmm. but if you have a cup of sugar mm-hmm. and you pour it into a container, and mm-hmm. then you have a cup of hot water and mm-hmm. you pour it into a container and mix it, that is a true one-to-one ratio. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What you did, which cracked me up, was you took one jar. Mm-hmm. No other jars, just one jar. Well, and he one filled, to one. He filled that one jar full of sugar. clear to the top with sugar. And then poured it full of water. And then he, quote unquote, filled what was left with water. Mm-hmm. And that's more like a two and a half or three to one. That's why they like me. <laughs> well, that's also why it wouldn't dissolve. <laughs> you can hear them bees out there. Here comes sugar. <laughs> hey, sugar. <laughs> that's it. But, you know, now... Okay, we're, we're, oh, John says no, we ain't talking. Well, I yet. don't know where we're going. Okay, we're talking sugar water. Uh-huh. Okay, we're wanting to produce, we're wanting to kick the hive into a little higher gear right. because we're coming into a dearth. Well, we're coming out of the dirt. We're coming out of the dirt. We we're going into winter. Fat, healthy winter bees, and we want them to start yes. now. So you have a huge population to bring in all of the winter stores mm-hmm. they need, and to give yourself a nice, strong, healthy colony to overwinter. What do you think about getting some of the uh, bottled nectar that you see that you can mix with the sugar water? What do you think about that? So there's a couple of different types out there. There are some that are completely pre-mixed, and Mm -hmm. it's already the whole sugar syrup solution, and you can go through and feed that to your bees. My thing would be, just like you should be doing for yourself, Mm -hmm. always read the ingredients. If it does not have just sugar... Mm-hmm. period, plain table sugar in it. Mm-hmm. If it has any other type of sweet source to it, I would not do it. If you start using organic or beet sugar or mm-hmm. any of these other types of sugars, it's going to have more 
not really particulates, but more solid waste that the bees are going to have to get rid of, which can cause problems for the bees, especially if there's times where they're trapped in the hive and can't get out, like rains and things like that. So don't do that. If it has any type of syrups from rice or fructose, like high fructose corn syrup, mm -hmm. absolutely do not buy it. Mm -hmm. It needs to be just pure sugar, cane okay. sugar, pure sugar. Um, that's the number one thing to look for. Now, if you're just doing a supplement, mm -hmm. which the supplements are designed to where you make, say, a gallon of your feed on your own, like mm -hmm. we just talked about, a one-to-one mm -hmm. -one ratio of it, you make a gallon of your feed, and then you take like a teaspoon to a tablespoon of the supplement, add it to the gallon, and shake it up. Mm -hmm. Those types of things are adding in good, healthy attributes that the bees need, like your prebiotics, your probiotics, mm -hmm. um, and then for whatever reason, the one word that I always want to forget. Acid. No, not... Well, yes, it, it will change the acidity of it as well, but when you get dehydrated, you need... Electrolytes. Electrolytes. There we go. Yeah. Electrolytes. Um, salt. Yeah. So it adds in like your magnesium, your potassium, the salt, the sodium content to it. It adds in the electrolytes. It adds in some prebiotics and probiotics, and it changes the acidity just slightly so that it makes it closer to what honey would be. Those things are not bad to do. And and I've mentioned before, like I do my own version, mm -hmm. and I believe I posted a video again also on the, the Wicked Bee Apiary I think it was on, actually, we may have done it on the Hive Jive. I don't know. I'll have to go back and look. Mm -hmm. But I did post a little video where I showed you guys, hey, look, I've got my bottle of electrolytes. I've got my bottle of bee-specific probiotics. I've got my sugar. I've got my water. Here's what I do. And I, I showed a little quick one-minute video of mixing it all together. Um, so if you have not, go out there and check that out. It's buried somewhere in one of the feeds. <laughs> I don't know where. Don't do like a guy down the road did. Uh it was a drug bust out where I live. Oh, dear. Yeah, and uh, apparently the cocaine wound up in the sugar. And he was a bee. He was a... He had some Cracked hyped, out bees. He had some hyped up bees. They'd go by, they'd go and sue him. <laughs> what the hell? It looks like bees on cocaine. Uh, DEA. Yeah, that's it, what it is. what it is. <laughs> We're quitting now. <laughs> All right. So we'll switch gears here. Give it a give it a moment of silence for that. The show might be over for now, but the sting won't last long. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as we'll be swarming in with new episodes Mondays of each month. Until then, behave yourselves.